You're listening to a Radio 1 91FM podcast. Now it's time for an, an, uh, a very exciting part of our show. It's uh, the Creature of the Week segment, where each week we get on uh, the budding uh, zoologist Andrew Johnston to come talk to us about a creature, um, uh, that, uh, a local creature that he, he, has, he has had spent some time uh, studying, researching, observing. studying, observing. Uh, this week... Uh, Andy, what are we talking about, man? Yeah, g'day. Um, so this week, uh, I was looking around the news and the Royal Albatross popped up. So I actually went out to the colony. Gorgeous. The Toroa? That's right. Yeah, the Toroa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Before Gorgeous we start tourists. talking about the um, Toroa, could you tell us a bit about yourself and, and what your experience is with zoology, wildlife management? What, what, what What's your stick, man? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm Andy Johnston. Um, I've done a degree in zoology here at Otago. I'm currently doing a master's in wildlife management. I'm um, looking at the Mahuanui giant wetter, which is one of our uh, species here. And I'm just absolutely just love the wildlife here in, in North Bloody Dunedin. Love going around doing <clears throat> little adventures and, and checking them all out and stuff. Yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous. What a place to be as a zoologist, eh? Yeah, yeah, they call it the um, wildlife capital of New Zealand. Yeah, so. yeah. Da- I'm pretty sure David Attenborough came through here once and he reckoned the Otago Peninsula was one of the most sprawling yeah. with life. Absolutely, absolutely. There's actually a quote from him on the Royal Albatross page. Oh, really? About yeah. how amazing the place is, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Um, so to start us off about the Royal Albatross, obviously they're beautiful que- creatures and quite a rarity to see outside of the Otago Peninsula, if I'm right. But what are some fun facts about the Northern Royal Albatross, like their breeding pattern or flight patterns? Yeah, absolutely. So the Northern Royal Albatross are just amazing. So the place that we've got here in, in, in um, Dunedin is the only mainland breeding colony for this uh, Royal Albatross in the world. So it's the only place they come to breed. Um, and they're the third largest of the 23 albatross species. So when you think of albatross, you usually think of the wandering albatross, you know, which, which goes around and that's a huge wingspan. And it's the third largest. So it's a three meter wingspan. So it's pretty big. Massive. That is big. Yeah. So they come here into Dunedin and they, um, that's where they lay their eggs. So when they come to land in Dunedin, um, that's the only time that they actually spend time on land. Otherwise, this bird lives entirely in the ocean. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they live in the ocean. They um, just floating. Like yeah, yeah. The surface. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're flying from here to um, South America to Chile and back again. So that's their sort of their flight patterns. Um, and yeah, they can take you know if they're going from here to Chile, they can take you know twelve to thirty days, um, and it's about a nine thousand kilometer trip to get there. So once they're there and then um, they come back to Dunedin to lay their eggs um, and so the male and the female will sit on the eggs um, for about 11 weeks to keep it warm and um, they'll take turns flying off to get some food and come back and they'll swap who's staying on the eggs. Um, and then they, they will guard the chick for about five to six weeks until it's fully fledged at eight months old um, and then from there uh, the juvenile will kind of go on this this trip for so, three so to eight years. It will go to Chile. So yeah. all, all these chicks are going to head to Chile. Do, yeah, they're going to do the, do the, the big, exact same thing. The big fly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. And, and this this behavior is this this isn't taught. They just somehow know. Exactly. This is what trips me out. Yeah. How do they know? 
how and where to go? That's, that's honestly that's a million dollar question. If you can figure that out, then you'll be you'll do be. They follow their parents, so they go like, are they like, come on, kids, let, let's go this way, or do they just like on their own accord, like, sweet, I just, know the wind direction, we're going this way. Yeah, they just seem to know. So uh, a while ago, people thought it might be something to do with um, magnetic fields and whatnot, but that's since been dis- disproven. So now they're thinking it's something to do with uh, yeah, like the wind currents and the ocean currents and following smells or that kind of thing. But yeah, no one really knows. They just they go off and they, they do this trip. That's insane. Yeah, that's insane. And so, so I'm 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 tripping out at the fact that they just they live on the surface of the water. Yeah. So they're obviously eating fish. Yep. Yeah, they're eating during the fishing squid. They're usually hunting at night, so their eyes are really well adapted to nighttime. So at night, that's when most of the fish come up to the surface and they can do their hunting. Yeah. But they actually got a special um, organ in their head because they're eating so much um, seafood. It's very salty, a lot of salt water. Yeah. They got a special organ that um, excretes all the salt from their diet, and then they sort of uh, get it. They remove it through their nostrils, so Whoa. it basically allows them to have such a high salt uh, diet. Which would yeah. usually kill any other yeah, species. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and so, Andy, you recently went to the Albatross Centre mm-hmm. out at is it Harrington Point out on the peninsula? Um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, Heads. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ha- can you tell us a bit about that? What what was the centre like? Yeah, oh, it's it's incredible, right? It's, yeah. it's awesome. So when you go, um, you get your ticket, and then they'll take you to a few different viewing platforms. And at the moment, if you go, you can see the like fluffy white chicks of these albatross, nice. which is really, really, really sweet. Yeah. So I went um, and we saw all the birds flying around and soaring. It's, it's a very like uh, amazing experience. But yeah. the place there, they do really well. They've got um, amazing uh, pest control. The maybe the oldest pest controlled area in New Zealand. Wow. So they've been keeping care of these animals for a long time. They've got their own hospital to look after these animals as well. And um, the area is actually somewhat too hot for the albatross because usually they're a bit more subantarctic. So what they've done is they've put up sprinkler systems around all the nests so that they can spray them with water to keep them cool enough. Yeah, yeah, so they're doing an amazing job looking after these guys. So so you say it's it's too hot where they are out at Tidal Heads, but is it... So, so is it an entirely man-made colony, or, or, or were they naturally there? They, they, yeah, naturally, I guess, coming there and, and back, but it's just been um, more and more favourable for them, seeing as it's an area that has had less pests in it, and stuff. Right. it's an area they're able to reproduce in. Yeah. Right. Incredible. Yeah. And and you got a tour, you got a private tour. Yeah, yeah, you can go out there, yeah. you can get a, an hour tour, so the guy I went around with was super knowledgeable in, yeah. in them, and, and super passionate as well. Yeah. That's the thing about all these places, that everyone that works there is so incredible. Really passionate yeah. about their species. Yeah. yeah, really wants them to thrive. Yeah, Andy, can you tell us a bit about um, the albatross's uh, cultural significance? Um, the yeah, absolutely. Culture, whatever culture they encounter, because right? I, I guess if they're going to Chile as well, there's stuff there. Yeah, stuff, for sure. Yeah. So the actual where the colony is now used to be an old uh, Maori pa site. Right. So. Um, there has been a bit of significance with the Maori as well. So they would often um, use their their feathers, the feathers of the albatross of the, of the Toroa, to make the cloaks, the the, the, um, the korowai for you know, yeah um, their cultural and um, and it's it's also been having a bit of cultural significance with sailors as well. You know, if yeah. you're out at sea and a albatross um, lands on your boat, that's good luck. But then it's, it's bad luck if you kill the albatross that's on your boat. And there's quite a bit of a, oh, wow. a, a mythology around them yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah for 
sure. Have you seen that film, The Lighthouse? Robert no, I haven't. Oh, with Robert Pattinson and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a, there's uh, a, a he doesn't. Yeah, there's a, there's a scene to do with a seagull. Um, oh, spoil! I won't spoil. Don't bring that up. Don't bring that up right now. And how are the Royal Albatross doing in terms of their um, and their status in terms of conservation? Are they endangered? Are they threatened? I think they're classified as um, oh, what is it? Like not uh, naturally. Um, oh, what is it? They're classified as naturally uncommon. So just right. they're not necessarily endangered per se, but they're just uh, just a very rare species. Right. Yeah. Very very unique uh, in, in what they are. Mm. Um, so they're at the moment, um, I think they've they've only got. Oh, I have to double check how many fledglings they have at the site. But yeah. when we were there, we saw maybe about ten or so. So, right. Yeah. So they're doing re- relatively well. Relatively like, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they're well looked after there. They're they're affected by um, a lot of things that most of animals at the moment are affected by. You know, yeah. such, such as things as climate change. And yeah. there's some pretty horrific photos on the internet of them um, eating plastic and rubbish and whatnot. You know, because they mistake it for a fish or mistake it for something like that, which could be a big issue. Um, but at the moment, they're yeah, they're. Um, they're doing, doing okay. What are some of the things that we can do um, as responsible uh, citizens to, to help help protect these beautiful creatures? Yeah, well, I, I think the thing that is the easiest thing to do is just to go and see them at the colony yeah. and, and go and, and um, buy a ticket, which all the you know the money goes towards helping them and, and um, making sure that they're okay and. Uh, what you get out of it is well worth it. You know, yeah. you actually get to see an encounter with these animals and like, get this kind of feeling, this emotion of, of connecting with them and, and seeing their young and seeing them fly around and soar around yeah. and, and really yeah. just connect. So I think the best thing we can do, yeah, is, you know, because it's such a unique, isolated population, go and see them, yeah. go support it. Wow. Yeah. Go marvel at their beauty. Yeah, honestly, yes. Yeah. Are they are they really big? Are they like... Yeah, so three meter long wingspans, right? So Three huge. meters. That's taller than any human. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> big yeah, time, yeah. big time. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh, we're going to have to check this place out, Nico. The Royal Albatross Center out at Tarot Hit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's actually Nico's birthday today, everyone. I'm going to oh. subtle plug there. Oh. Hey, birthday. <laughs> Do you oh, want that you. to be your birthday present? I'll take you out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I'd love that. That would be very crazy. I've got one final question, though, as well, because I was just thinking about it when you were talking about them just living and chilling in the water. Mm-hmm. Do they sleep? How do they sleep? Because, like, what if they're, like, again, like, about to snooze and then, like, a big wave comes? The big wave comes, yeah. I'm very concerned about their sleeping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not fully sure, but I did. we did learn something about them. They don't take long rests. They only take short little naps to sort of kind of get their mind working again. So, so they only sleep in very short intervals, yeah, while yeah. they're on the water. Right. Yeah. How crazy. Can you tell us any cr- little fun? facts before we wrap this up before we wrap this up yeah um well i think that uh the most amazing thing really about about them is um their their flight patterns you know their mm-hmm. flight trips and stuff but um some amazing facts about the the place itself um the colony is that they have um their royal cam you know that's live streamed all oh, the time yes. so you can you can watch you know you the watch birds them, eh? you can watch the, the fledglings you can watch all those kind of things and something else they have at the colony is that there's actually um two uh a two female breeding pair so oh, yeah, so, yeah there's two females so so um royal albatross mate for life so they they stay together with the pair they bond with, and two females have decided to bond together. So one of them has a little boyfriend on the side that, yeah. that goes in and has the polyamorous. Baby yeah, that's great. <laughs> that comes back and but they um, she raises the egg with her with her um, her female. That's gorgeous. Uh, life mate. Yeah, that's so funny. Do you you know about uh, Bill and Bill? 
the two university ducks? Yes, were, yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it definitely happened. They broke yeah. up, but now they're back together. <laughs> oh, good, good. <laughs> Someone went, one of the bills went off for a bit on a little adventure but came back. Dramatic so. saga of yeah. avian relationships. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How good. Hey, Andrew, thank you so much for um, gracing us with your knowledge once oh, again, God. mate. Um, we're loving Creature of the Week. It's my favourite part of the show. Oh, thank yeah, you. Um, I'm loving it too. It's can't amazing. wait for next week. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have any ideas for what we might be talking oh, about? Well, I think you'll just have to stay tuned and, and see what it is. Yeah. Nice. Keep it in suspense. Bait him. <laughs> that was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast.